going off is just the podcast to lead a crew right up to your face and diss you. It's the going off podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. Uh, you're crazy for this one, Darren. <laughs> movie Bob just did an episode uh, of like good, e- good enough movies or whatever, like gyms. Oh, okay. And he talked about Undercover Brother. Now, do oh, you okay. remember this film? It was about like a 70s type of guy who was uh, joining this like underground movement to stop the man from uh, oh, turning God. black people into stereotypes or something like that. The only thing I remember about that, if I'm thinking about the right movie, was the box art because it was like him in the middle and then there were like two women on both sides of him with like their asses pointed to the camera. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a white woman and an Asian woman. Yeah, no, a white woman and a black woman. Am I thinking about... I'm not, I don't know if I'm thinking Wait, about the right on, movie then. Hold on. Oh, allow me to show you the website that is uh, still up right now. When did the movie, movie come out? Uh, like 2002. Oh my god. It's like the Space Jam website. It's like, why the yeah. fuck is that still a thing? Oh, wait, let me show it to you. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Oh man, it better be loaded with Flash. Oh, trust. It <laughs> is. <laughs> oh god. I'll have to make sure to sign the guest book. I will allow you to experience it firsthand. Oh, please. I definitely. <laughs> Undercover-brother.com. Jeez, you couldn't shorten that shit? Is my flash not enabled? Hold on. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while since I had to enable flash. All right, here we go. Allow. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Every time your cursor goes over uh, Undercover Brother, he, he says, solid. Solid. And everything else is like, bloom, bloom, bloom. So it's like you could drive someone crazy if you just, like, had your cursor just going in a circle. Or, like, just back and forth because it would just play all the fucking. Yeah, you're trying to figure out where that noise is coming from. He's just like, why is he, where does he keep saying that from? I'm not clicking on anything. <laughs> It's it's one of the worst of its kind, and these websites were, they were all over the damn place. This was the standard for 2002. Yeah. You got music playing in the background. Like, auto, automated, automatically playing music. That's really obnoxious. I don't know why they would have that. <laughs> uh, you can, you, you can uh, play with the soundboard, which is clips from the movie, I assume. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an action game. I didn't get to click the game, but there's a game you can play. Oh my god. I really wonder how much website that traffic, uh, how much traffic that website got. Because, first of all, that website domain is long as shit. Movies now have the right idea where it's just like, they either like take a quote from the movie, a really short quote, and make that the website, or the hashtag. I don't even know if movies have websites anymore. I think they just make like a hashtag, or like a Twitter for it, and that's about it. Like, if a movie's trying to have like a, uh, make, make like an internet buzz, like a horror movie, you right, know, right. like Cloverfield or some shit, like, yeah, they'll, they'll have a website, but most of the time, I don't think they do. Because, like, I think most of the time what they'll do is they'll just have it be like a sub-page on, like, the Warner Brothers website or whatever. Yeah, they're not gonna make a whole big Flash interface with interactive menus and, oh, jeez. I-, I think they realize, it's like, if people are gonna talk about it, they're gonna talk about the movie on Reddit. They're gonna talk about it on, well, what used to be IMDb. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I don't understand why the IMDb app is just on my phone and I can't uninstall it. I never <laughs> use it. <laughs> Who the fuck, when you have Wikipedia, would you ever use an IMDb app? 
The last time I looked on there was for The Mummy. And I forget exactly why. Like, the new one. And it's so funny because it has, like, latest news. And if you looked on latest news for both The Mummy and Tom Cruise as an individual, all the news stories were negative because nobody gave that fucking movie a positive review. <laughs> it was like, Tom Cruise should really start acting his age. Like, oh no. <laughs> and you'd imagine that by now, yeah, Tom Cruise would be like the dad in a movie. But no, yeah. he's still fucking like the main action star and he's gonna be in the new Mission Impossible. And it's like, why is he not training somebody else? Why are we not getting an Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull scenario here where like he's he's training somebody else to like take his spot I don't get why we're supposed to first of all it, like look at Tom Cruise and be like yeah he's a believable action star I mean I'm short I'm 5'3 but I think Tom Cruise is maybe like an inch or taller than I am at the most yeah 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 he's a short motherfucker and people like I forget which director it was but they were like no you can't wear like the lifts on your shoes, but normally he does, so he doesn't appear so short. It's never been a thing in my mind where I'm like, hey, short people can't be the action star. This is like, why the fuck not? Someone who's shorter is probably going to be a little bit more limber, more able to move around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, why would that not be a thing? Like, I've literally, I thought, like, you know, kung fu movies would have smashed this trope years ago. That's you know what true. I mean? The yeah. idea that someone who's smaller can still kick ass. Like, did we not see that last scene in uh, um, Game of Death? You know, <laughs> <laughs> where Bruce Lee fights fucking Kareem Abdul? Did we miss that? Yeah, you couldn't get more of a height difference than between the two of them. <laughs> It's like, so, so guys, what the fuck? So, like, when I hear that, like, hey, did you know that Tom Cruise ha or Robert Downey Jr. has to wear, like, high elevation shoes to this side of the third, I'm just like, uh, why? I don't care. Like, you know, maybe if, oh, of course, if they made a big change where it's like, hey, here's Tom Cruise and he's shorter than everyone else. Maybe there would be, like, a second, where, uh, you know, w the first action movie that he's in, you know, if we had reversed this whole universe where it didn't really fucking matter, there would be that first time where I'd be like, Oh wow, yeah, he's pretty short. Oh, he's, he's pretty short. But like after the first two or three movies, I'd just be like, oh yeah, he's short and he kicks ass. So what? You know what I mean? Like I don't think, like I don't think anyone is going like, no, I will not believe that Tom Cruise can kick ass because he's under six three. Like no, it's not a big fucking deal. I don't think for most people. In a genre like action, with movies like The Fast and the Furious and fucking Transformers. And all the superhero movies. We can suspend our disbelief. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if all that is accepted, we can't accept that a fucking dude under six feet can be an action star? Like, that, that seems bullshit. <laughs> Something I didn't talk about last week when we were talking about the BET Awards. I didn't see this bit, but everybody was talking about it, that uh, Jamie Foxx was on there and apparently he killed. He was there promoting the movie uh, Baby Driver. And I've, I thought it looked great. I like, I'm seeing the trailers for it. It looks really cool. It looks, uh, it looks really exciting for an action movie, but it looks like it's also got like a cool story and a cool cast of characters. It really was a lesson to me about advertising. Because if you looked on Twitter and you were looking at what all these black viewers of the BET Awards, they've never heard of this goddamn movie. <laughs> So they were just looking at it like, what the fuck is Jamie Foxx here promoting? And, and, and they would show the clip of it, and they'd be like, what is this budget-ass Fast and the Furious? It's like, what? <laughs>
I've seen this trailer million times. Like, you've never even heard about this movie? Like, that's, that, that just blew my mind of, like, what is being advertised to who? Yeah, it's like, probably like, oh, black people aren't going to watch this. But we'll throw a bone to the advertising for it because Jamie Foxx is a singer and he's performing at the BET Awards. And then he just sort of threw people off like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've literally never heard of this at all. It was so weird. Yeah, he was there to do like like a little monologue bit, like, you know, joking whatever about all the people there. Like, um, there was a few years ago at the uh, VMA Awards where Kevin Hart was just brought out. And literally like every two minutes, he just had to go, now, now let me tell you, I'm not hosting. But it's like, ugh, get the fuck off the stage, Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, he had this monologue and he was you know, like, everyone was like, oh my God, Jamie Foxx is fucking on fire tonight. And the victim out of all of that was Leslie Jones because she actually was the host. Mm. And everyone was like, why the fuck isn't Jamie Foxx hosting? Le- uh, fucking Leslie Jones has been bombing like all night. I'm like, oh man, that really sucks. <laughs> Leslie Jones. <laughs> Did they get Leslie Jones to host the v- the VMAs to get white people to watch? The BET Awards, you mean? Uh, the BET Awards, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do black do white people know who Leslie Jones is more than they would know who Jamie Foxx is? Like, maybe maybe they expected Ghostbusters to go over a little better than it ended up going. <laughs> and they're like, ah, shit, we've already booked her. <laughs> I imagine more white people went to see Ghostbusters than 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 black people. That's uh. just my. I I could be very wrong in that, but. That's just my assumption. And, and she's also on SNL. It's a very white show. And yeah. Even oh. if it does have black cast members, it's a pretty white show. And Living Color was doing what SNL is still, like, trying to do, which is, like, having a sketch comedy show with, like, actual diversity. <laughs> and, like, as late as 2013, you know, people are still kind of complaining about, like, Wow, there are no, like, black women in the ensemble for SNL, even, like, in 2013, where it's just like, is it is that really, like, do you really have to go out of your way to be like, oh, shit, we need to get a black woman? Like, really? Are there not enough black women auditioning? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, no matter what the character is, if it's a black guy, Kenan Thompson has to play him. Like, regardless yeah, exactly. <laughs> of what he looks like, regardless of anything, regardless of age, it always lands on poor Kenan Thompson. They were talking about how in Living Color it was just like, dude, you had, like, nine guys uh, who are, like, you know, the original cast in the show, and they were all amazing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, like, seven of them were black, and two of them are white, but they made it work, and it didn't even really matter. Like, sure, it was a black show, but it wasn't like, I don't know, like, yeah, Jim Carrey's was sort of, like, treated like the white guy sometimes, but for the most part, like, he was just another member of the cast. You know what I mean? It was never like, oh, here's the token white guy. It was just like, no, he, Jim Carrey is just a funny motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing token about him. He was so good that it didn't matter that he was the only white guy on a black show. You know what he I mean? He didn't feel out of place, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think about that show and I was just like, you know, in an alternate universe, this show has been on for 25 years and like SNL was canceled because it wasn't goddamn funny. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, do you ever think it's so unfair? SNL has gotten so many fucking chances over like a 40 year period and Living Color has gone in like three seasons. Like, what the Dude, fuck is this? How SNL survived the 80s is fucking beyond me. If you go back and look at the original cast, it's, like, absolutely star-studded. You know what I mean? Yeah, and what does it tell you? What does it tell you that the biggest breakout star of the 80s 
was a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Eddie fucking Murphy. Like, you think something it, it would have told somebody in that studio, hey, maybe we need to maybe we need to check out some of these black clubs where these comedians are uh, where, where we got this guy from, huh? Maybe we need to check out some Latino clubs. Maybe there are other uh, ethnicities of people that could be fucking funny. You know? But no, they're like, ah, black guy, must have been a fluke. No way. Oh, what? There's this new TV show, Half Hour, that's getting a lot more laughs from us in the early 90s? Ah, must all be a fluke. There's no way that diversity has anything to do with how good a show is. Nah, must be a coincidence. Let's just keep on doing the bullshit we're doing. And 90s was really more of a gimmicky, a real gimmicky time for SNL. Like, yeah. it was all about the original characters and the gimmickiness of them, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Like, there's honestly, I think, just, like, the novelty of hearing some of this crazy stuff for the first time, and then, like, going back on it and just being like, this isn't funny. Like, why, why did we laugh at this? Uh, <laughs> a, a, a really good idea of 90s shit that might have been funny once and really was driven into the fucking ground? Pat. I don't even remember that. That literally flew under my radar of life. What was the whole joke that it's just like, you don't know if he's a guy or a girl? We want to find out if this character is a man or a woman. And it went on and on and on. They made a goddamn movie based on the character. Yeah, I heard <laughs> and that's it was just like one of the worst SNL movies ever. It's up there, dude. Maybe um, it's up there with fucking Night at the Roxbury. I, I, I like Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> I know that it's stupid, but I liked it because, you know, it's one of those movies where it's like, I watched it when I was a kid, so I kind of, yeah, I, you know what? I should watch it again just to see how bad it is. <laughs> what about uh, Ladies' Man? I remember that one as well. I you never know, saw that one. Okay, Undercover Brother, doesn't it seem like, oh, well, I don't know. Have you seen it? Nah. It really does seem like an SNL movie that escaped SNL and ended up actually being funny. Because it's yeah. like, it, it comes from such a gimmicky place, like, it, it, like, you know, like the ladies' man, where it's just like, here's this guy who seems anachronistic to today. Like, it was basically like the black Austin Powers, mm, as a yeah. movie Bob says it, and I was like, yeah, it really was, because it's like, it's hilarious, this high concept thing with this outlandish character, and it's like, I could easily see them doing, like, more movies of this, and, well, I mean, that's uh, honestly how we ended up getting a movie like, um... Black Dynamite, you know? Oh, yeah. And and the superior TV show that got canceled way too goddamn soon. You know what's really funny about these original comedies where it's, like, based on an original character? I, I know people will be like, man, like, I'm tired of all these remakes and sequels or whatever. We, we, need, we need more original characters. It is such a fucking crapshoot when it comes yeah. to an original character. It can either go over really well or really bad. Like, Austin Powers did really fucking well. Like, they got lucky with that character. Like, that was a completely original character. That did well. Those uh, Ali G characters, uh, the fucking Borat Ali G. Uh, well, the Ali G movie sucked, but the Borat movie was good. <laughs> it really did suck. And the reason why that movie sucked is that... It was like a it scripted was, thing. Yeah, it was trying to do... And it didn't even, like, try to incorporate, like... We're, okay, it's going to be a scripted main narrative, but we're going to have, like, other stuff, like with the Borat movie, you know? The thing they do, and God, the 90s was full of these, where they had a character or, a, like, just this one guy that was, like, a big sensation, and they base a movie around it, and it's like, okay, what's the plot going to be? And it's always, like, uh, this person gets in over their head, 
and they're stupid and they don't know what to do. Uh, Ali G was made an ambassador in the in the Carrot Top movie. He was made uh, a fucking like CEO of a company, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, what was the name of the other uh, Night of the Roxbury? It was like. They they got their own club or something like that or and the other one that comes to mind is the Jerky Boys movie and all the Jerky Boys were was a uh, series of prank call CDs. How the hell does that get a movie? I don't know, but the whole thing was like, uh oh, the mafia is after the Jerky Boys for some reason, and the gag was for years it was just two guys and they did like five voices each, like four or five voices each, and they were hugely popular like it was like it was unreal how big a fucking prank phone call thing was it was like years before crank anchors and all that and they make this movie and the whole gimmick was you didn't know what these people looked like they only did these characters so what's the fucking basis of the movie these two guys run around and you see their fucking faces and i think they do a voice for like a minute in the whole movie it was like, you know why we like these characters, and then you only, you whittle down, like, their actual, like, main gimmick that makes them interesting to, like, a couple of minutes for the actual film. Like, the only way that would work if, is if it was, like, an animated movie, and they did voiceovers for the characters, and you could see the characters in a movie. That would be one thing, but, yeah, it was just dumb. The movie was horrible. The one, I think the one 90s idiot movie that worked really well was the Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh I my really God, enjoyed Butthead was great because it it you know a, a lot of idiot movies of the nineties yeah it's like the they're in over their head on doing whatever but they get like this amount of power that they wouldn't normally have and yeah. it shows them being idiots about it but what was great about Beavis and Butthead is that they had no idea that they were causing so much trouble but yeah on the topic of like original characters with like Austin Powers being like a success story. Do you remember, um, Don't Mess With The Zohan? Yes, I do. Or The Love Guru? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Sometimes it works, man! Sometimes Sometimes. it don't! It's Uh, scary! Like the fucking, um, Zoolander movie did really well. They wait like a decade, they make a sequel, it fucking tanks! Well, I mean, if you wait ten guy over ten goddamn years to put out a movie, you're just gonna look tired because I know what the energy and vibrance of the original looked like. You're at least like in your forties and fifties now. It's not gonna look the same, you know, like like Dumb and Dumber or or whatever when they did the sequel. It's just like I love Jim Carrey, and I still didn't see that because I was just like, I don't know. I don't need to see another movie about this. Uh, That was another example of, yeah, they just created these two characters. Yeah, two idiots in over their head. They're not really from anything else. (laughs) No, yeah, they're just completely original, and and it worked great. Double XL. Yeah. Freshman freestyles. Man. We've already gone long on some topics, but I definitely got to touch on these because uh, they've been up for a little while, and we haven't discussed them yet. The ones I liked... More so than others were, uh, I think Ugly God had the best one. Yeah, he surprised the shit out of me. I was like... Yeah, that was really fucking good. I would say, um, Kyle's was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but it was definitely in the tier of, like, oh, wow. Like, he's like, like it started off kind of like, oh, is it just gonna be the typical, I'm yeah. sing rapping, but then he started going into detail of his life. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Okay. Cool, I'm with you. You know what I mean? I started feeling that shit. I think X's was good if you would have slowed the fuck down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, there was really no reason to rap that fast. Uh-huh. But I thought it was still good. That, 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 was, that was, like, my only criticism was, like... It really felt like I, I gotta say it before I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really felt like, all right, I just gotta get this out. I liked Cap G's. Yeah. I liked Kamaya's. I liked PNB's. I didn't like Kamaya. Not at all? Um, it felt too typical. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, is this, uh, is this all you're gonna do? Oh, okay. I thought it was all right. The, the only ones I honestly didn't like, I'll just go that route. <laughs> uh, I, di- I didn't like Playboy Cardi. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, for, for this, it's actually better to say who we didn't like than who we did, because this was a really good year. I am it not going to hate. It was a good year. For- all these people who automatically want to hate on something just because it's a new shit. Fuck y'all. This was good. We had a very, like, anytime it's more than 50% of the guys do good, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to hate on it. Especially for a bunch of people we'd never heard of before. Yeah. P&B Rock, I was so ready to write that guy off because I was like, yeah, I didn't really feel like, uh, feel some of his songs. A freestyle is good when it makes you go like, I need to give this guy a second chance. Boogie with a hoodie was garbage. Yeah. Uh, but nothing was worse. <laughs> Been fucking made in TYO. I was keeping, I was saving the worst for last. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that was hot garbage. I seriously, the fucking camera guy should have just fucking leaned out from behind the camera and was like, You want to try that again, pal? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's a blatant disregard and disrespect or just lack of skill. It's like, guys, it's not a one take thing. Like, you can do it again if you mess up. You realize that, right? God, that was bad. Two lines are solid. And then he just stops dead like a brick wall and just decides to repeat some bullshit about oh these old motherfuckers don't want to see a mumble rapper these old motherfuckers don't want to see a mumble rapper these old motherfuckers don't want and i'm like um is he is he is he like caught on a loop or something like because because could someone tap him real quick and get him to like <laughs> you know how like some shit will mess up and you like pop it real quick and it starts playing right you know like the fonts <laughs> He was up there being like, mumble rap, you don't want none of this. You don't want none of this mumble rap. This mumble rap, you don't want none of this. And it was like, and I looked at it, I was like, his freestyle isn't that long. This is going to be most of it, isn't it? <laughs> and it was. It was like 80% of it. And I was just, I was amazed because you, you had messaged me about it. And at first I went like, was it, was it designer bad? And yeah, you were right. Like, at least Designers was like a cohesive chorus thing that he kept repeating. It was still lazy, because he kept repeating the same fuck thing over and over again, but at least it was more than two lines. Yeah, at least it was an actual, like, alright, if they were doing this freestyle and he just did the chorus, that would be cool as just, like, the chorus or whatever. But mm. this was just, like, it started, and then you could hear the sort of, oh shit, I don't have enough time. Well, you know what? I'm going to twist it back on the people who are going to be critical of me and say, well, yeah. you just hate mumble rap anyway. But the thing is, like, it's not like he didn't even have, like, a slurry sort of voice, so it's not even... He wasn't even mumbling, no! Yeah, so I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can hear you just fine. So- something I think was weird, we talked about it when Rav was on, that there's a good bit of, like, singing 
in the freshman uh, class this year. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, actually. I think it's weird that so many of the rappers this year decided that their freestyles needed choruses. Yeah, that's the problem. And it, and it ends up making it feeling, it ends up making it feel like, I feel less like, oh, this is a freestyle. And I understand freestyles are pre-written, fine. But right. these legitimately feel like, oh, is this like from a song? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you might as well just like, end it with link in the description. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, like, like the freestyles were fine, but then it just transitions into this fucking, yeah, like a straight up song chorus. And, like, it never really felt like that was the natural place for it to go. Yeah, it felt like they didn't have anything else written. And so, screw it, just use an unreleased song. Yeah, they just fell back on that. Yeah, just use an unreleased song. And that's fine, but it does kind of feel like you didn't have anything written for this. And how much do you want to bet that some of the choruses we heard, we might actually hear in future songs? Yeah. And uh, that might actually be smart. Like, hey, I'm giving you, this isn't a freestyle, this is a preview. That would be smart if they framed it that way, but it just ends up feeling like you didn't have any time to write anything, did you? <laughs> you know? This week's album, man. Bro. 444. I literally had to restructure uh, an episode that I'm writing this week just to include talking about this album. Yeah, it's, it's like how I felt when I was all ready to do my year-end uh, best of the year albums and then fucking Run the Jewels 3 came out. It was like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> This week was interesting, because at first, uh, I was told that Public Enemy was gonna have a new album out, mm. and then I heard it wasn't all that bad. I heard the, uh, uh, big surprise here, the only weak moments on the album were when Flav starts to rap, but <laughs> pretty sure everyone could have predicted that already. And even then, he's only on one of the songs prominently, the other times he's just kind of doing little bits. Um, but then, you had messaged me and said, nah, I think Jay-Z's album... Uh, J-Z is dropping 444 this Friday. And then fucking DJ Khaled dropped an album, but I was like, we're certainly not covering that shit. <laughs> I, I already did that a couple years ago. I'm, d- I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one and done. You, you, you already did that. You already got your shot, you know? You don't gotta worry about it forever. It's like chicken pox. You're good. Yeah, so we got uh, Jay-Z, uh, 444. And uh, just coming from a guy who... A few years ago, did a review of uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail. This was not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was not at all impressed with uh, Magna Carta slash Holy Grail. That was just more braggadocious shit. Um, The reality of having a child hadn't really sunk in yet for him, so he was still kind of like on that bragging shit, not really addressing the whole family stuff. But my God, I remember when... Lemonade first dropped, and they were saying that Jay-Z's album was going to be a response. Um, and I was like, I don't know if you could really do a whole album as a response. <laughs> and, th- and luckily, he didn't. He only kind of, uh, he only kind of uh, touched on it in like two songs, really. After we reviewed Damn, and I was like, well, so far, Damn is my favorite album of the year. And it was already like, damn, it's already fucking June slash July. What the hell's gonna be number two? Probably this. <laughs> Probably 444. This album was so great, I think I listened to it like five times. Dude. It's only ten tracks, so it's really it's a really easy listen. It goes by really fast. It's like 45 minutes. And there's so much compacted into it is what's crazy. Oh my god, dude. When you were streaming uh, Injustice, little uh, cheap plug for your, uh, for your video game t- uh, streams, um... 
I went ahead in the comment section and just kind of hijacked the conversation for like a minute and a half, uh, just talking about 444. And people were like, dude, what the hell? Like, are you for real? Because I was, I was saying, uh, dude, this album is pretty good. And they thought I was joking. And I was like, no, for real. <laughs> like, you're going to be amazed by it. You have Kill Jay-Z, which is just letting you know what this album is going to be about. It's, it's going to be about deconstructing who Jay-Z is. And, oh, can I say this, though? He had a really smart marketing campaign when the album released, right? So yeah. he had that really big ad that was playing during the, the NBA finals or whatever. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so, during some NBA game. I, I didn't watch it, but... Um, yeah, me either. But basically, it was an event that a lot of motherfuckers were watching. And then sure. you had the album drop last week on, uh, on, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. And it's only available on Tidal, but he did a really smart move. He played it um, on a whole bunch of radio stations uh, all the way through. Like, basically, so he, like, he just paid a whole bunch of radio stations, like, boom, you're going to play this whole album. Rap radio stations, pop radio stations, just, like, a whole bunch of places were just playing the whole album all day. So, you could hear the album in full if you wanted to. And then it's yeah. like, okay, if you want to listen to it again, you got to get it on title. It's like, that's really smart. Because, mm -hmm. like, think about someone, like, driving on their way home. You know, they try, most people are going to be, like, driving on the way home. Hey, they're going to turn on the radio, and they're going to be like, what? what? Wait, Jay-Z's new out? Wait, there's another song that's coming on right now? This isn't just, like, a single. I'm literally listening to his whole album right now. The hip-hop station around here, um, they didn't do it back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but they were spreading them out, I guess, to keep people listening. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they're like, hey, that was track whatever. Uh, stick around a little bit. We're going to play the next one. They had a hell of a time playing um, the second track. Oh, yeah, and, and they're playing it, and, and they're also, like, talking about it, and they get, like, people, you know, like, calling in to talk about it and stuff like that. I was like, yeah. this is really smart, because it, it's not just the sort of the thing they did before, you know, with Yeezus or, or, or Lemonade, where it's just like, this album comes out, ah, can't get it, gotta go here. No, it's like, they, he made it an event. It wasn't an exclusive event. It's like, no, you can hear it. It's just, if you want to own it, then you gotta go here. I think when they played uh, the story of OJ, they just cut the choruses out entirely. <laughs> so it went by really fucking fast because that chorus repeats a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole song? Like, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. It sounded really weird. But then I listened to it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can't play that. <laughs> oh my God, that music video. That music video, though. Oh, it was so good. I really hope he releases videos for, like, all of them. Yeah, I want to see that happen so badly. Like, Pull a fucking I, lemonade, dude. I've never been so excited for a Jay-Z project. <laughs> yeah, this caught me off guard, dude. I was like, eh, whatever. Like, fucking Jay-Z. I wasn't really expecting too, too much. But, man, like, especially when you had zero expectations, this album was really that much more like, wow, okay. I'll start paying attention now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the yeah, music the video. For, can we mm. talk about that for a second? Or do you just want to Yeah, talk yeah. Again? All right. So, the music yeah, video is basically taking all of these images and tropes from, like, blackface. Um, mm -hmm. And putting them in sort of, like, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of band cartoons that actually me and Jess reviewed a couple of months ago. So, yeah. Yeah. Our stuff was... We, we planned that. That was totally supposed to be... <laughs> <laughs> See, what foresight <laughs> so yeah you know go back and watch those episodes if you want to hear what I think about uh, blackface and all that shit but yeah so in this music video just like perfectly deconstructs you know uh, and, and uses some of the imagery and sort of reclaims it in a way and um, 
like in, in a way that's like critical of it, but also trying to say something about, um, you know, the portrayal of black people and how basically this out, al- it, it's sort of a microcosm of how the album is supposed to be about like black ownership, not, you know, worrying about white acceptance and mainly worrying about, you know, solidarity yeah i seen people say black solidarity and just like the importance of like being mindful of your money exactly exactly um mindful of your money and and how and investing in in the community like there's there's literally one lyric where he says you know what's better than throwing cash at the strip club credit (laughs) i was like the fucking way the delivery in that song alone (laughs) is so fucking smart ass Holy shit. Oh, that first line. OJ says, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> and when you see the little cartoon, do a little face like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of shrugs. Oh my god, I was fucking dying. Oh, this man killed me. I was like, yes. Yeah. This is what we needed. This is what I'm talking about. We don't need the Jay-Z who's, like, acting like he's better than everyone else and, you know, saying, oh, uh, well, you guys collect money. Hmm, how can I one-up them? Ah, I collect paintings. Ha 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 That's how I'm better than you rappers. No, this was him saying, damn, you know what? Maybe it is time to grow up. Maybe it is time for me to really talk about these issues. And, and... Don't get it twisted. He's still got some lyrics for your ass. <laughs> oh my god, does he? This fucking album is so smart. That one... There was one track mm. where where he, he even kind of teases with like old Jay Z, where he's just like he's he's talking about like fucking your bitch or whatever. But whenever he gets like halfway through the line, he's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I could have had your nah, whatever. <laughs> like, like, ah, fuck it. Oh, You've heard it all before. Oh, it's so smart. It's so smart, and it's so It took fun. everything you were expecting and fucking turned it around. Oh my god. So, you got Kill Jay-Z setting you up for what the album's supposed to be about, and it's saying, like, you know, I'm killing my persona, you know. Story of OJ, which is setting up, like, the idea of, like, hey guys, like, you know, like, street hustlers, yo, y'all need to really be investing your money and, and doing something smart with it. Like, and, and what I love about it is, he gives himself, he offers himself as an example of failing in yeah. that respect. That's smart. You don't see rappers do that. You always see rappers talking down to, oh, you brothers need to save your money. No, he literally says, hey, you know, there was a, a there was a, um, a apartment complex that I could have bought eight years ago, and I fucking didn't. And that place is worth so much money now, and I wasted all that money on buying a whole bunch of V8, uh, uh, you know, fucking cars with V8 engines and shit. And it's like... Damn, I could have been so much richer. Like, see how I failed? See how you could be smarter in that respect? It's like, that is genius. Another note about Kill Jay-Z I wanted to talk about is how it's basically doing what Kanye tried to do with, um, uh, what was the fucking name of that song? I love Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye, Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that fucking song, Kill, Kill Jay-Z, has some little subtle jabs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. When this album boy... is full of subtle and not-so-subtle jabs at Kanye. <laughs> that one line, he said, y'all skip leg day to run your mouth. <laughs> oh. And what was the lyric he was, it was, it was a reference to? All chest, no legs. I forget which song that was from, but I, th- I think that was on Life of Pablo. Yeah, it was like, I skip, uh, all chest, no legs, I skip leg day or something like that. 
Y'all skip leg day just to run your mouth. Oh, man. God. Devastating. And the thing is, he never has to admit who he was talking about. We know, but you can't say it, you know? But it's so smart, you know. And didn't fucking Kanye leave title? Yeah. Yeah, he has. But Was that in response or no? My dude, I don't give a fuck. Good riddance. Until he learns how to (laughs) not be an asshole and make good music, fucking good riddance. Maybe you need a timeout, goddammit. Figure your shit out. Get back to me. <laughs> you know, because it's not that I don't want you here. It's just, you know, I want, I want you with some sense, you know. Uh, but then we have Smile, and this was a really strong one. Um, this Fucking is, Smile. This is the one where he talks about his mom being a lesbian. And he's mm. like, for years, like, I was pretending that she wasn't, and I didn't want to accept it. And it's like, but now I'm at this point where I'm like, you know, I just want her to be happy. And I'm like, I, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I've seen this woman who I love and it's like, I should just be there for her. And I was like, that's, you don't hear that in songs. And, and I heard no. someone who, who made a point and, you know, it, it, I think it was a, um, a black woman that had said this, but she was like, um, oh, I don't accept his apology or whatever, because, you know, so many people have had to deal with this for years that he has the privilege of being able to apologize for his actions and stuff like that. And it was like. And, and, you know, so she's saying, like, oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't like it. You know, not that she doesn't buy it, but she's just, like, the fact that he's apologizing, like, I don't care. You know, and it's just, like, uh-huh. I can see how you personally don't care. I mean, he's not apologizing to you, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really doesn't matter one way or another. I mean. <laughs> but at the same I'm, time. I'm not trying to shit on, you know, your whole thing, but. Yeah. yeah and like, I understand, like, from a, a, from a place of hurt, like, I can understand being, like. Yeah, of course, it's easy for you. It's no thing for you to be like, now I want to help. I think it's detrimental to be like, here's someone who wants to help. Nope, don't want to hear it because you were bad in the past. It's like, no, you need someone who's at this privileged position, who's obviously being more willing to listen to, to, um, to you know, LGBTQ people. You know what I mean? You need this guy. You know, and, and, I, and I hate to say it like, oh, you need this guy. We don't need this. No, no, no. I understand. Right. But it's like the common person is what you need to reach out to because someone yeah. like him is going to help you spread the message to uh, other people who feel that they are, quote unquote, normal to let them know that it's like, no, boom, everyone is normal. Everyone has their it is it is normal with their own differences. You know what I'm saying? You need someone like this. Who's going to be like, I'm not gay and I have no stake in it, but I still see the humanity in these people. Especially someone like fucking Jay-Z, who's still considered like the greatest rapper alive. Exactly. In a genre that is stereotypically homophobic. And it still is. Let's not act like... Yeah. Uh, let's not, I hate that people are going like, what, what, what? Matthew Moore made the same love. Everything's fine. No, it's not. No, it is fucking not. You uh, recently were hearing whisperings about. Uh, I remember uh, it was Migos. They did yep. some interview, and like, and the interview didn't even make a big deal out of it. It was like it was only like a couple of weeks later. People were like, "Wait a minute, didn't Migos say something about how like um, uh, uh, I am making in was gay?" And they're like, Ugh, "That's weird. Like, we don't really want to mess with him because of that. Like, that's weird. How could he be like that?" And it was like, "What? Why? Huh?" Ah, uh, I didn't know he said that. Fuck them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the idea that gay people can sell drugs is weird. Like, what? Why is that? Huh? Why is that weird? Was that the quote? Uh, ah, here we go. Damn, making in Quavo Bellows after an awkward interlude. I mentioned support I saw on, I mentioned the support I saw online for making his decision. They supported him, Quavo asks, raising an eyebrow. That's because the world is fucked up, says Offset. 
The world is not right, Takeoff says. We ain't saying there's nothing wrong with the gays, says Quavo. Uh, but he suggests that making in sexuality undermines his credibility, given the fact that, quote, he first came out talking about trapping and selling Molly and doing all that. He frowns. That's whack, bro. He never, like, the interviewer doesn't press them any further on this. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, why do you, huh? What, what's going on? But it, it's just like, it just continues. Like, it's not even about that. Like, the whole piece wasn't about them, you know, talking about this. It was like, oh, we're just talking about the whole thing. And then, oh, hey. Uh, we're talking about this thing as well. Eh, it's just a quick thing. Anyway, moving on. You know what I mean? So was the fucking interviewer from Yahoo? <laughs> Why would the fuck but, wouldn't they take a second and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on, <laughs> this is the news all of a sudden." Yeah. Uh, and who the fuck is surprised when they said Dyke and Bad and Bougie? Yeah, I like uh, Big Dyke. Hope get it though, Macy. Great. Like, huh? like I. You know what's weird though? My brain didn't register that at first. Even as someone like, yeah, I could understand mumble rappers. Like, maybe people just don't hear what they're saying. But mm-hmm. for me, like, I just didn't take into account that that was really what he said. Like, sometimes when an offensive thing happens, you know, like, you take that second where you're like, that wasn't really what happened, was it? And then I'm like, hey, yeah. I, looked at him, I was like, oh, shit, I totally should have addressed that. Because <laughs> it's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did he say that? Um, yeah, there was like no fucking, it made, it made no connection or relevance to anything else he was saying. Well, he was just saying like, uh... Uh, 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 a husky lesbian could also get the D, you know, or or get uh, the door. I don't know. He says big, big dyke. Oh, get a dough, but it's 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 sort of slurred where it could it could be get the door or she could get it though. You know what I mean? But getting back to the album, I don't think it should be a controversial opinion that I think it's okay for uh, a straight dude to support a gay person and that that should be a microcosm of what should be happening in the rap community right now. Um, and you see him putting his money where his mouth is, because he, he supports um, Frank Ocean a lot. I've noticed that. Yeah, he's on this album. He's on the next song. Yeah, it's, it's actually really interesting. It's like, wow, this, this guy, like, and it's not like, oh, he's getting Frank Ocean because Frank Ocean just has, the, he's like, he's got like top 40 hits on the radio. No, it really does feel like a sort of like, he really believes in this guy because he keeps like featuring him yeah. on songs. Where there's really no stake in it for him to do that, you know? Oh, oh, and there's, uh, so we get into the third verse. Niggas is playing for power, so our music is ours. Niggas only own houses. Ours was fuck you pay me. Now it's fuck pay, fuck paying me. I pay you. Put the rest away for blue. That blood money, I giggle at it. Can't even support my missus habit. Jewelry shopping in Paris. All y'all jewelers should be embarrassed, uh. Blood diamonds dripping with guilt. I still ain't tripping. That's life. Winners and losers. Drug dealers and abusers. America likes me ruthless. My, ther- uh, my therapist said I relapsed. I said perhaps a Freudian slipped in European wits. <laughs> it's like, I just love how he slips through the braggadocio and, and through the fucking really telling you about life and shit. Dude, because, all right, it's a typical rap line to say that your jewelers should be embarrassed because, you know, oh, you're not, a, you're not as uh, flagrant and... Your jeweler, it doesn't spend uh, as much time and make their shit look as good as my jeweler does. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, your jeweler should be embarrassed because of all the blood diamonds from it. Like, ah, yeah. yes! Flip the trope and then flip the script and wrote on, motherfucker. <laughs> he took a lot of chances on this album, which um, still, I couldn't help but eye roll a little bit at one point where he said something. I forget which track it was, but he was like, uh, making my life feel like a good first week release date or whatever. It's like... Yeah, I, I see what you mean there, but the, your last two albums fucking came free with phones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, don't talk to me about fucking first week release dates. 
when Magna Carta Holy Grail sold a million copies in the first hour because they got him with a fucking Samsung Galaxy. Like, yeah. that's that's cheating the game a little bit. But, um... So, like, there was one song where he's like, we're out here taking chances. Like, I don't know if that's really taking a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, lyrically, uh, and the fucking... Uh, songs on the album, yeah, because he really does put a lot of his, like, macho fucking shit on the line, especially with, like, Kill Jay-Z, 444. Oh, uh, now, that's the one that Smile, most, especially. Yeah, now, that's the one that most people are probably gonna be talking about, um, but I'm gonna say I didn't like that one as much, the only reason being is because of the flow, which feels sort of all over the place. Um, I didn't like the beat. Hmm. I feel like it didn't uh, it didn't match up especially. No, it was weird. I, I saw someone on Facebook and I'm I I would totally sign this petition. The uh outlaw people rapping over vocal samples. That's really <laughs> I can't stand that. It's like why are you doing that? I I hear so many people do that where it's like it's distracting. Yeah, because your ears when you trying got, like, to hear voices both. in the background, especially when it's all cut up like it does on this song. He does it on a few songs where like the beat is like weird cut up samples. Yeah. yeah, and my brain is trying to hear this messed up thing and trying to hear you, and it's just I don't know. Maybe it'll be better on further repeated listens down the road. But yeah, that does kind of interfere with it sometimes. Uh, but especially on this one, like on the story of Audrey, I liked it on that one. Um, yeah, it, fit, yeah. it felt weird for him to say my my blood is yellow or whatever he said. It was like it was like my skin is black, my is yellow. Like what was that? It's a it's a weird song to have sampled the uh <laughs> was it four women or yeah yeah by uh, Nina Simone. Mm. It, I liked it as a song to sample, but the way they sampled it just sounded. Kind of weird, but like you said, uh, like I said, going to four forty four. That was my least favorite. Still a good song, but uh, like I said, the the beat and the flow felt sort of like at odds with each other. And I understand that the point that he was doing it was to show you the emotion of what he was going through, and so he was like, right. it doesn't sound perfect, but it's not supposed to because I'm trying to give it to you real. It's like that doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, what I, I really mean? liked that one. You did. Yeah, oh. I, I, I'm actually over here trying to think of what my least favorite track could have been, and the only the only way I'm able to do that is just not even this was bad. Just like the song that stuck with me the least would probably either uh, be Moonlight or, or Marcy Me, and that's not even to say they're bad. Oh no, 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 no! It's just no. that I don't remember <laughs> them as much. No, I loved. Wait, um, was Moonlight the one with the ooh la la la? Yeah, I love that one, bro. <laughs> when he said, you living in La La Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because um, it was a play on the idea of like, uh, you living in La La Land, even when you we win, we lose. And it was playing on the fact that La La Land won for Best Picture. La La Land and Moonlight, Moonlight. yeah. <laughs> and then how he's flipping the the uh, Lauren Hill sample. Oh my God! In the end, where he's like, uh, "It's like fuck, are we selling? Fuck, are we making? Because their grass is greener. Because they're always raking in mo." And you know, just sort of going like, you know, we're not going for that again. And he's just like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah." <laughs> <laughs> dude it's just cleverness all over this fucking album um oh oh i love how he says uh y'all niggas still signing deals 
Still? Yeah. After they done stole for real? A- after all they done stole for real? After what they did to our Lauren Hill? And y'all niggas are supposed to be trill? It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit! Like, that's going after motherfuckers' emotions. Like, yeah. you know how much Lauren Hill means to means to the, the rap community, to the black community? After they did to the what fucking they did culture. Her, y'all still doing this yeah. shit? <laughs> y'all still falling for the okie doke? I was like, oh man. Oh, and when he st- and when he started to speed up the flow, then he says, uh, "That's real talk." When you behind on your taxes and you pawned all your chains, and they run off with your masters and took it to Beverly, Hill- Beverly Hills, or we in Calabasas, and my head is scratching because that shit is backwards. I was like, "Oh shit!" And dude, on the Marcy me, when he literally the flow, I really felt like like I felt like I was listening to Reasonable Doubt again on that song. Mm. The flow was just so ridiculous. Like it was just like, "This is what I want." This is what I've been fucking waiting for. <laughs> Fuck all that Magna Carta, Holy Grail shit that can go to hell. And then you have Legacy, where he talks about once again so many fucking things. Like he waits until the last song to bring up the most touchiest subject about his grandfather molesting his aunt, and uh. how that sort of has like fucked up his family, and how you know because he was uh, a preacher. That sort of turned him off of religion for a really long yeah. time. Yeah. And I was just like, holy God, like people need to hear a message like this where it's just like, this is how, you know, someone being so thoughtless and being so horrible can mm. ruin an entire family. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he brought up something about like uh, the Red Queen's race. I had never heard about this before until I looked Mm-mm. it up on Rap Genius. It's the idea of, uh, it, it's a reference to Alice in Wonderland, the idea of someone oh. running a race. But the world is moving too, so he's staying in the same place. And how he's using it as a metaphor for how, you know, the black experience is us trying to keep up. And no matter how far we get, it feels like we're stuck in the same place. And, you know, there might be someone who's like, oh my god, it's so heavy. Dude, it is so, like, as you listen to it unfold, I almost kind of don't want to tell people about it. I almost kind of just wanted to be like... You want to let him be surprised. Yeah, exactly. But I know people do like to hear the, the intricacies and stuff like that. But hopefully, if you heard us at the beginning, <laughs> just say, like, guys, you got to understand. <laughs> like, literally, I'm trying to buy a physical copy of this album as soon as I can. I will, too. Uh, yep. This and Damn. I'm 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 trying to get these uh, you know physical copies of them. You know what I mean? You know, there are a lot of artists that I like. I, I don't buy their shit. When I buy their shit, that's what I'm trying to tell you. No, no, no! You really need to support this. Uh, I think I did it with all of Kendrick Lamar's albums so far, except for "Damn." I've been lazy on it. Uh, Lupe Fiasco's, uh, I think it was uh, "Food and Liquor 2. and what was the name of the other one? You didn't buy Drogas, did you? Fuck no! No, I'm talking about Lasers. No, 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 no! After that. Oh, the Great American Rap album? Tetsuo and Youth. <laughs> oh, Tetsuo and... Yeah, I completely forgot that name, yeah. yeah. That's right. That one, that one's a great album, and it's just like... When I'm telling you guys, you gotta support it's like, no, nah, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, you know what I mean? This, <laughs> I would give a solid 5 out of 5. Oh, yeah, I, I would definitely give it a 5. And we didn't even talk about all of them, but even, even the other ones we didn't talk about. Family Feud uh-huh. has a great message. Bam! With oh, uh, Damien Marley. Ooh, I love it. I know you're a sucker for the fucking Jamaican <laughs> shit on these songs, man. I, it, was like, it was like he made that one just for you. 
And it's like, and we've all heard the bum, 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 bum. Like, we've all heard it, but I love it. I love the way they flip it here. Dude, the album is so fucking good. If you would have told me a year ago that I'd be talking this highly about Jay-Z and wanting to buy it, I would have fucking called you crazy. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. 2017 is a wild fucking year already. <laughs> and let 444 just be one more example about how, man, just never would have saw this shit coming. I've never been so happy to be so surprised. Like, thank God. Like, because, you know, you don't want to hate someone that lots of people like, you know? Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't do that for the last couple of, I felt like I couldn't like Jay-Z for the last couple of albums that he put out. Because it's just like, you know, running in place, you know, it's him just doing the same thing over again. It's kind of like, um, it's interesting. I kind of feel like it's sort of the way I feel Eminem is sort of going. He needs to find some sort of inspiration like this album. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, don't say, uh, don't mention that it's going to be a classic. Don't mention any of that. Fucking maybe, dude. Yeah. Fucking maybe. Because this is goddamn solid. A lot of people throw, threw around the, the C word for a long time. So now there's a big <laughs> backlash to anyone saying that something is a classic. But, bro, maybe. I have not been this compelled to listen to an album by Jay-Z so many fucking times. It's so good that it makes me really angry that his last few have sucked so bad. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? What did it take? Did it take the fucking threat of your your wife and child leaving you to <laughs> fucking get off your ass and write some really solid shit? Like I said, I don't want to see Jay-Z's ever. I want to see him succeed. I want to see this album be the jumping off point for a whole bunch of people to be inspired to, to really challenge themselves in, uh, in being more personal with their art. I will say, have you seen this whole thing about fucking Boosie and, and Future getting mad at him for talking about the holding your phones to your ear thing? I mean, uh, holding money oh. to, your, to your ear like a phone. It's so goddamn stupid. Like, if this ain't some fucking second childhood having ass motherfuckers going like, Don't tell me not to put my money to my ear. It's like, guys. Oh, fuck off. Oh, for God's sake. It's like, guys, it's <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> like, did you see the video? Just me listening to fucking DJ Academics fucking tell me exactly what what hip-hop is and what the hip-hop principles are. Okay. <laughs> now, here, here's my thing. Um, I understand his point to the extent of saying, like, hey, just because some guy said that they don't want to do something yeah. anymore, that doesn't mean that I'm automatically going to stop doing it because I make my own decisions. I get that. But the way he's so defensive about it, like, we're different people. We're different animals, man. It's, like, he treats it like it's some sort of long-standing traditional culture to put uh, money to your ear. <laughs> like, yeah, know? it's like, I'm sorry. I've only seen that for, like, the past few years. And, oh. yeah, everyone's been saying it's dumb. It's like, I put this money to my ear for the culture, damn it. <laughs> it's like, no, you're doing it because you're bragging. And he's just calling it out being like, you're doing it because you're bragging to show how much money you have and how you're talking to the money or whatever. But it's like, hey, people who are really rich don't need to show their money off on Instagram. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you were to be someone who's really getting money like that, it's not just about, you know, bragging and showing it off. You know, and he's taking it like a personal offense. And I think it's probably because I, I guarantee it's probably because, you know, the, his fans or whatever are probably going like probably trying to goad him on and be like, oh, he says that's stupid now. So what do you say, huh? Rat beef, rat beef, you know, 
But I think if it was just like someone saying like, hey, that's kind of silly because you're just trying to at, you're just trying to brag about how much money you have and it just looks kind of silly. Like, just stop doing that. Like, it's not it's not a big of a deal. But he's like, he's doing the sort of, um, you know, you're confronted with someone who just called you out for something, you know, so you can either, uh, you can either go, all right, you're right, it is kind of stupid, or you can double down. <laughs> it was a fucking line in a damn song. Yeah. Who's taking it so personal? Yeah, exactly. Like, especially when trying to say, like, we're different animals, we're different men, you know, Jay-Z's word is not law. It's not worth defending that much. It's not like he said, like, you know, rule 36 of Jay-Z, thou shalt not put money (laughs) to your ear. No, he's just kind of like, you know, lightheartedly picking on y'all the way you guys are, you know, lightheartedly bragging about yourselves. Did anyone get that mad when he fucking did Death of (laughs) Autotune? Death of Auto-Tune. Meanwhile, I'm best pals with the dude who did fucking 808s and Heartbreaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck's sake, I'm doing a song with Lil Wayne in 2009. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually what I do like about um, this, uh, this album. Uh, and what I didn't like about that song. Uh, and it's sort of like, this album is rebelling against the norm with a purpose. That song mm. felt like a gimmick. And yeah, yeah. it was very obviously a gimmick. Because, like, JDD doesn't really do stuff like that, where he's calling out, like, a, a f- calling out something that prominent people are doing like this, you know? And, but then at the same time, it feels, it doesn't feel genuine, because he's still hanging out with people who are the main people who do it. Like, Kanye West, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lil Wayne, especially, T-Pain. Like, he's still... Kicking it with people like that. I, I mean, I don't think he's done collabs with T-Pain. Oh, no. Good one. Not in a little while. Anyway. But still, like, at the time, like, it's not like he was like, oh, man, no, when you're on my song, we don't do auto-tune. You know what I mean? It's not like there was some sort of hard line. It felt like, really felt like, oh, I feel like people are already kind of talking about being annoyed with auto-tune. Well, how about I make a song where I say I'm annoyed with auto-tune, eh? But then he never goes in on the song, you know? Joe Budden, on his shit, going in on people on um, Everyday Struggle and being like, hey, well, you know, he's just coming from his point of view and his experiences. He's trying to help you out. From the way Joe Budden does it, for first of all, I don't really know what his experience is or if he's really supposed to be, like, the main person to listen to, but fucking, like, Jay-Z has been around, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to listen to anyone with advice about, like, what to do with money as an artist or, you know, don't make the same mistakes I did or whatever, Jay-Z's in the top three of, like, yeah, I would listen to what he's got to say. (laughs) He hasn't gone broke yet. He He ain't going to steer you wrong, guys. Yeah. You might want to lend him. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he's one of the most fucking (laughs) successful dudes. Who else would you listen to? Dude fucking chasing people down the street with rocks or (laughs) Jay-Z? I've always wondered this, though. Like, the people who do the money phone... Like, I... Whenever I see a picture or something like that, like... And, you know, I don't actively seek them out. But whenever I see, like, someone, like, with the money phone, I like to look at the comments. I like to yeah. see who are the people who are responding to mm. someone putting stats to their ear. You know? Because this is like, who's that for? It's only... It can only be for you. Like, I personally... Yeah. Don't get anything out of seeing you put putting money to your ear. Like, I get nothing out of that. You know what I mean? It, like, the first person who did it, it was kind of funny, you know? But, like, what's the point in people still doing it? And so you... What's the joke? Yeah, and so you see, you know, other people doing it. And, uh, 
Like, like, there's actually, like, a 2 chains video that literally just came out where he's, like, talking to a shoe. <laughs> and I guess it's a very expensive shoe, but I think oh, there okay. needs to be a line for this shit, because that just kind of looks like you're crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I'm talking to a shoe, and I'm ripping. <laughs> like, uh, with money, I get the immediate understanding of, oh, it's because he's rich. You putting a shoe to your ear, it looks like you really think that shoe is a phone. <laughs> <laughs> What, don't you see the, the ear holes to, tell, to speak into it? That, that's where you put your foot, two chains. <laughs> but yeah, the, the idea of like posing for a picture with money, like I said, I like to look at the comments and like, you'll see the most ass-kissingest comments. Like, oh really? man, getting this money, a uh, diamond emoji, oh yeah, you, you're killing them, of course. It's just like, hmm. who are you? Why are you doing this? Like, why yeah. are you complimenting this person? For putting stags to his ear. What are you getting out of it? Like, is this sort of like a a subtle good luck rubbing charm? Like, you know, you're just like, <laughs> oh, if I comment and, you know, praise him for getting his money, maybe one day I will, too. Maybe I'll ah, be yeah. on the receiving end of those stacks. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. And if this is your first time listening, we got all of our old episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Easiest way to hear those is to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Just search Going Off Podcast. And some of them, a great majority of them, are also on YouTube if you want to check them out there too and leave a comment. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Find out what we're talking about throughout the week because usually it's giving you a pretty good glimpse of what we'll be talking about on the show. (laughs) And uh, until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And... Dude, it's not that big of a deal. Just stop holding stacks to your ear. It's stupid. <laughs>